Hey everyone, welcome to the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate, brought to you by DrRota.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. I am Sam Holt, joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Derek Tate. Derek, how are you this Thursday night? We're both very excited for football. We're so excited, we cannot wait for the games to be closer. So we decided to just jump on on Thursday. <laughs> jump on on Thursday. You have your drink of choice, which is, I believe, a kombucha with alcohol in it. I'm drinking hard kombucha. My apologies. That's what you all call it. I want to appropriately give it its name. Uh, I, on the other hand, am drinking natural light, also known as Natty Light. And it's not even the actual, you know, top shelf stuff. I'm drinking probably what they like. I don't know. It was like a failed experiment called Natterdays, which is like a, a, a strawberry lemonade version of natural light. So, uh, and that's what happens when your Tampa Bay Buccaneers get upset at home in the divisional round. The defending Super Bowl champions have been knocked off. We got a lot to talk about, We've but I am very about. excited to talk with you as always. Let's do. This. Cheers, cheers to your to your Natter Day. I'm sure you had to pick that up next to the tab uh, in the <laughs> liquor store aisle. So. Don't don't you talk down to me. Like I know I'm just a, a your everyday natural light peasant, but stop with your little higher hard kombuki. So enjoy <laughs> your drink. Let's Thank you. Our good friend John Danger Cole is tuning in. He's saying he ran out of the beer. Did he leave any with you, Tate? <laughs> I drank it all. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Thank you, Danger. I'm not sorry. I'm also doing a terrible job of making sure that we are, have our brand up here. But hey, this is our show. Like Our show. It's our show. We're allowed to show. drink, talk, whatever we want, right? So Yeah. Works. We can do whatever we want. We can have as much fun as we want. And we can break down these games. I know that you're still feeling the hurt of the Bucks, And we're going to talk about the Rams and the upcoming Niners game. And so let's we'll get to that. Do you want to just dive into it now? I feel like feel like you're surly. You're ready to go. Let's let's talk about how Brady was able to bring it back, which he always is. And I don't think anyone's surprised by him making the comeback that he did. But I think everyone was just scratching their heads and upset and annoyed at least for me watching the rams almost give this away based on just mistake after mistake so the it's almost as if people forget how to play football at a high level at a professional level when they're playing against tom brady in the playoffs right it seems like that shit happens way more than it should kyle senra high salmon tate we can get into this debate. Let's do this. Let's so do talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got punched in the mouth from the opening kick. I mean, yep. the Rams dominated in every single facet of the football game. Matthew Stafford looked great. Cooper Cup was doing his thing. Uh, the offensive all line. Cylinders. Ready to go. I thought the offensive line without Andrew Whitworth did a good job protecting Matthew Stafford. And then the Bucs offense. They have not looked the same since they lost Chris Godwin. To be 100% honest, they didn't have Tristan Wirfs. But weird things happen when people get out to a 24-point lead against Tom Brady in the playoffs. You see a snap go a mile over Matthew Stafford's head. Cam Akers could not hold on to the football for his life. And then also, oh yeah, only the Triple Crown winner at the wide receiver position coughed it up as well to give the Bucks chance after chance after chance after chance and of course, Brady brought it back. You felt the energy in Raymond James Stadium. You felt like, okay, Brady's going to steal this one, and we're going to end up going to the Super Bowl again. 
And then with a tie ball game coming all the way back from 27 to 3, the Bucks dial a zero blitz and leave Cooper Cup one-on-one with a safety. What? What happened? What did I miss? My voice cracked. I love Antoine Winfield Jr. He hit Tyreek Hill with the peace sign. I'm always going to love him for that. But he has no business checking Cooper Cup one-on-one in that situation. It And you know what? I got to tip my hat to Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, who had a grand total of one playoff win, heading into the defending Super Bowl champion's house, going up against Tom Brady, who had 35 career postseason wins. Matthew Stafford had the opportunity to go ahead and kind of get the monkey off his back with a significant playoff win. And he did it. He came through when his team was collapsing and it, when it seemed like they were going to choke this one away, even it, though it wasn't really going to be Matthew Stafford's fault. Mm-hmm. He came up with the throw of the game to get him in field goal range and to win that game. As much as it breaks my heart that my team's out of it. And I don't know what the future of the organization and Tom Brady is at this moment. I got to tip my hat and give nothing but respect and props and flowers to Matthew Stafford as they move on to the NFC championship game. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it was an insane game. I mean, obviously Matthew Stafford ended up getting it done, did what he needed to do. Um, But I, I can't, I can't skip all of the mistakes that happened to allow for the bucks to come back that if they were being consistent, which they had the game before, they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have allowed Brady no. to be able to make the comeback. A hundred percent. And that's the and that's the thing that's going to be the big question mark for me going into this weekend, going up against the Niners, who have their number. They have the wins on the Rams this season. They 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 know the magic formula to beat the Rams. And obviously it's to run up the middle and just absolutely just pummel them with this crazy run game that they have. However, can the Rams hold them off? Because we know, all of us know, and it's in the media so much, we all know that Jimmy Garoppolo, when comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to Matt Stafford in terms of a caliber quarterback that makes sense being there with what he has, Stafford is far and away an elite veteran quarterback that knows what he's doing, has all the weapons, the big arm, can do that, make the big plays. Meanwhile, game manager Jimmy Garoppolo is there because of everybody else, not because of himself. Well, I hold on, hold on. Whoa, too whoa, much, whoa, too whoa. much, too fiery. Whoa, you went. I'm just saying, you went did I drink little. this too fast? <laughs> yeah, I think it like calm down on the hard kabuki. I mean, so look, Hal Senra, he's a Packers fan, right? So he's yes. saying he feels in the divi- divisional disappointment, right? Yes. Get you. Um, you know, McVeigh, we're going to talk a little bit more of that heading moving forward. So, when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, though, right? Yeah, he doesn't look like himself. We know no. he's dealing with a thumb injury on his throwing hand. Yet, the guy that they drafted number three overall, Trey Lance, clearly mm-hmm. isn't ready to go yet. Yeah. So, Jimmy G's the best chance they got to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> That's how they feel right now. That's how Kyle Shanahan feels. And yet, Alex Smith 2.0, <laughs> you're probably right. But all that being said, when we're talking about looking forward to this matchup, this third matchup, by the way. Yeah, third. 
you know, and we'll get back to to the Niners and and the Packers and stuff like that in in a second. You know, Debo Samuel is really the guy that stands out to me as what who has been the biggest difference maker in those two prior matchups. 100%. Over, I think it's 130 total yards, and has found the end zone in both games. And he, oh yeah, he only since Jimmy G's having a little bit of trouble throwing. Debo Samuel threw a touchdown pass in the Week 18 matchup. Yeah. So, I'm interested to see how the Rams, and we'll get into our predictions here in a second, mm-hmm. um, are going to try to game plan for Debo, right? But clearly, the, the 49ers, though, they did succeed in spite of the lack of offense and Jimmy Garoppolo because on Saturday, Aaron Rodgers scored one touchdown, generated one touchdown drive. Mm-hmm. Ten points. At home. And we may have seen the last of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay after getting not only a field goal blocked at the end of the first half, but a punt blocked return for a touchdown. And it's over. Is the Aaron Rodgers era over in Green Bay, Sam? I believe it is. I mean... All signs are pointing to Rodgers going to the Broncos. And I mean, I know that that's that's kind of old news at this point because we've been talking about it for a long time. I think preseason last year, you were the first one to tell me that you thought that that was going to be the first move. And I was thinking, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what? Too soon. Like, whatever. No. Right now, everything is looking like all signs are pointing to that happening. I mean, they just hired the offensive coordinator of the Packers as the head coach for the Broncos, and they've signed all of their receivers to contracts that make perfect sense to align with bringing someone like Rodgers. Like, we have your offensive weapons. We are ready to go. We have a defense that's ready. We have all your the pieces. We're only missing you, bud. Like, they're set up to bring Aaron Rodgers. Aside from the Broncos, in that situation, just looking at how Rodgers handled himself as the leader of the Packers this past weekend, he's he's hung it up. He's done. Like, I do not see him coming back. To play football or just to, to, to the Packers, to the Packers okay. in general. A hundred percent. He's done with the Packers. I don't know if he's retiring. I feel like all of this conversation of retirement talk this week has me exhausted and feeling old and tired. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's been re- retirement speculation on literally almost the main, oh, oh, so many quarterbacks this entire week. Like, oh, are they retiring? Are they retiring? I'm like, I know that Ben put in his slip. Like, he's officially retired. I do know that. But it's like, is Brady going to retire? Is Rogers going to retire? Everyone's going to retire? It's like, are you going to retire? No. Is this I'm your last show? <laughs> I don't, I can't handle that right now. I would, I would never do it. All right. Thank you. No, thank you, no thank you. we're not going that. I'm just saying, like, it's just this crazy word that I keep hearing back and forth of everywhere. Sean Payton is like moved on as a head coach. Everyone's like, are you retired? And he's like, no, no, I'm not retired, but maybe I'm going to come back. But I don't know. So there's just we're in a week of maybes and it's annoying. <laughs> Can you go out with a bigger bang if you are going to retire on the air within hard kombuki? <laughs> Or kombucha or whatever it is. Yeah, sorry. I'm sure. I could do like one of those like flaming shots of like grappa or something, and that would be probably more intense. <laughs> Wait, I've never heard of that, but I mean, what no? do you guys do over there on the West Coast? It's We drink everything. Do we, do we even drink different? It's like, you know, we can't even connect with that right now. Our takes are a little bit aligned, I suppose. But anyway, <laughs> um, so looking forward now, though, right? Uh, you know, I, I personally think Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay. You got to think, you know, uh, to – it's a disappointment that he only has one Super Bowl. Hard yeah. to fathom him and Brett Favre 
like 30 years of pretty much combined greatness and two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back-to-back are going to generate a total of two Lombardi trophies. That's nuts. Yeah. But looking forward to this third matchup, you know, I got to think that the matchup in particular with Shanahan and McVeigh, it's more so the personnel that mm-hmm. scares me for the Rams because the 49ers are a physical football team. Yeah. They can rough you up. They they have a physical running game with basically a two-headed monster and Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel. Yep. Flip the coin, and the Niners can get after you without having to basically bring blitzes all the time. So it can allow them to basically align more resources to try to slow down Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. and stuff of that nature. Now, I still expect the Rams to put up points, uh, but that being said, the Rams, the Niners are a bad matchup for the Rams. I think, though, that the Rams are the more talented football team. Yeah. And similar to what happened last year with the Saints beating the Bucs twice in the regular season, I still thought the Bucs were the better football team. Yeah. And I think that Stafford, with knowing that this is this is going to define his legacy, right? Yep. He can all of a sudden, if you add a Super Bowl to Matthew Stafford's resume, he starts to flirt with like Hall of Fame consideration. I'm not I'm not oh, absolutely. He'd be a bona fide Hall of Famer, but he certainly would at least warrant some consideration being drafted number one overall and having the career that he's had. Um, so I, I just think with with the with the chips on the table, I think that there's more playmakers and a quarterback I can trust more, even more so than Jimmy G, who's been gutting it out. I think that Stafford taking that victory from the jaws of defeat in the midst of a collapse against that quarterback and Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I just think that this is the Rams opportunity to re- basically validate the organization's decision to push their chips to the center and go all in in 2021. Definitely. And I think that the energy that the Rams have as well, just in terms of everyone feels like everyone's everyone's on the same page. All the connections are being made. Odell Beckham is smiling again. Like he's like a happy player again with this team. Obviously they're winning and so he's happy, but not only that, but he's being used and stepping up where he needs to step up to get open, to make plays. And he's doing more things to help alleviate some of the pressure that's on Cooper Cup, which I mean, just talking about Cooper Cup, and obviously I love that you bring up just the crazy weapon that Debo Samuel is and the fact that he can throw the ball if Jimmy's not going to throw it in a play or two. You know, he's a crazy, he's crazy in the run game, crazy in the pass game. He's just everywhere. But just the insane stats that Cooper Cup has put up this season, the season that he has put forth on the level of player that he is and that he's at right now, there's, there's just no stopping this man. There's absolutely no stopping him. And I don't think that the Niners are going to be able to stop Cooper Cup the entire four, every four quarters. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. I think maybe they get lucky in the first quarter, maybe in the second, but by the end of the game, Cooper Cup's going to have at least one touchdown and have at least seven catches minimum. Talking bare minimum on the entire game. Like he's going to be able to make make changes and be very effective. And what I love looking at the offense when you compare the Rams 
to the Niners just right across the board and you look at the way that Stafford utilizes all of his offensive weapons, I think that that's going to be one of the things that helps put them over the edge as opposed to having to rely on Debo, sometimes George Kittle, and Elijah Mitchell. I think that using the full breadth of players that they have at their disposal and the way that Stafford uses all of them, I think that's going to help give them the edge to you know, get that win, to stay ahead, and to hold off the Niners. Well, not to mention, I, I think that right now you don't have a quarterback that can really attack you on all three levels of the field if you're the yeah. 49ers. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that Garoppolo's thumb is anywhere near where it should be, but he's still no. able to manage it. I just, again, kind of a game manager. It's not like I didn't mean to correlate or parallel there, but that's exactly what they're kind of wanting him to do. And yeah. that's all he's really capable of doing right now, which is, which is what should be the most interesting part about how the 49ers are going to attack the Rams defense, because I don't think that they're going to dial up a lot of trying to get the ball down the field because Garoppolo really doesn't have the capabilities to do that right now, I think. So you're going to see a lot ball getting out of his hands pretty quickly. A lot of like in breaking routes, short to intermediate routes that should just get the ball in Kittle and Debo's hands. The thing is, is, you know, are they going to, are the Niners going to be able to, to do that all game? Like, I I don't know if I can say that definitively. I just think that the Rams have more ways to beat you. And, I mean, they had a 17-0 lead in Week 18. Like, that didn't just happen for no reason. And they coughed it up, of course. But um, I actually think Tyler Higby has a big game again. Actually found two touchdowns in Week 18's matchup. So, I think he plays a role again. I think he's going to have to, um, again, in order to not just keep the pace up, but because the Niners are going to have their defense is going to have to step up to cover a cup, to cover the run game, to try and, you know, shut things down. Players like Higby, Van Jefferson even are going to have to step up so that Stafford has an outlet and because ha- he's going to have to get rid of the ball quickly at times. And someone that he does that a lot with is Tyler Higby. So I do like that a lot um, in terms of the Niners defense and what they're going to have to do. Like they're going to have to be so consistent every quarter. And I agree with you. I don't think that they're going to be able to keep that up. I feel like the Rams defense, I feel like Aaron Donald is just going to have to have the game of his life. And Von Miller is going to have to be very, very consistent. He's not going to be able to rely on showing up in the fourth quarter only. He's going to have to be there every single play, every single down in order to make sure that they don't take their foot off the gas. I'm going Rams 24, 20. That's where I'm going. Okay. Close, still a close game, but yeah. I think I'll go, especially because they had such a close game with the Packers this past weekend, but they're in SoFi. The weather's going to be gorgeous. So it's, I I, I feel like maybe I'll just go slightly over, but I'm going to keep a similar point differential to you. So I think I'm going to go 27. I'm going to do something weird. I'm going to go 27. 25. I'm going to throw a weird Ooh, number in there. Because I feel like there's going to be, this is going to be a game where there's going to be something weird that happens. And that's going to okay. end up with an odd number. I feel like, okay. I feel something weird's going to happen. Whether it be a safety, whether it be just something that doesn't make sense. Like, I, I feel like there's going to be, there's going to be a thing. There's going to be a thing in this one. Okay. So okay. I'll go with 27, uh, 25 on that one. But I'm also going to be picking the Rams. And you're picking the Rams to win too. Yep. All right. Let's lock that one away. Let's move on to the next one, which I think is 
a very high powered game that I'm taking the over in. Like if I had to pick a game, I was going to take the over in last week, it was going to be bills Chiefs, and we, you wouldn't have been wrong if you picked it. This one I think is definitely, I'm going to be betting the over the line is Kansas city minus seven for this one. Chiefs Bengals. I'm super excited about this game and watching these two quarterbacks duke it out. And at this level, I'm, I'm just excited. Like just as a, fan of the game i cannot wait to sink my teeth into this game you know i'm i was we talked about um you know breakout quarterbacks and breakout players really but burrow was my guy like i really believed in him even coming off of the devastating knee injury that he was going to take the next step yeah and you know fantasy he certainly had his moments he was great in the playoffs uh fantasy playoffs anyway but you know Joe Burrow, when I've watched, now I've seen him on the national stage where he's getting a little bit more love. And, you know, when you make it to the AFC championship game, you got all eyes on you. And his progression as a quarterback at this stage of his career um, is impressive. you, You watch his footwork, how poised he is and how accurate he is. I mean, the man is a gardener. He's throwing seeds out on the football field. It's great. Um, and Jamar <laughs> Case is his – that connection, it's – they're kindred spirits, Sam. You know, it's almost like you can't guard Jamar Chase because no matter what leverage you have on him, Joe Burrow has a counterpunch with his accuracy. It's like yep. there's no defense for the perfect pass – and Burrow can put the ball wherever he wants. Now, granted, he, you know, if they double and triple cover him, sometimes in certain concepts and certain leverages, you're not going to be able to do that. But within reason, if they go single up, the Kansas City Chiefs, if they decide to go ahead and try to man him up again, I think you're going to see a similar stat line from Jamar Chase than what we saw just like, what, four or five weeks ago? 11 receptions, 266 for three touchdowns? Like, telling you do not give single coverage with no help against Jamar Chase that's a death sentence absolutely no i couldn't agree more with you there on that fact that it's a death sentence to leave him on single coverage and i think that chiefs if we see that coming out the gate the first quarter you know you might as well just sign it over because you cannot leave that man open single coverage the entire game that would be insane so out the gate i don't i could not imagine them doing that but the counterpoint to that is if they do double covered cover Jamar Chase, T. Higgins is right there. Tyler Boyd is right there. And the connections and accuracy that Burrow has with Chase, though it's an amazing connection, and I want to see that buddy cop movie, I'm definitely down. Like, he's just as good with his other receivers as well. He makes CJ Uzoma look like a top five tight end. And the fact that he can see him in the red zone and get him connected and get him integrated into that offense right away. He's like I love that you say he's a gardener. He's just peppering seeds all over the field and they're going exactly where they need to go. It's ridiculous. And so if they're able to cover Chase, as opposed to, you know, when I'm looking at the wide receivers for the Chiefs, I love T. Higgins in this game. I love Tyler Boyd in this game. There's a litany of other players that I feel like that can all be utilized and that Burrow will utilize. More importantly, he's going to use everybody. Yeah, the, the only thing is, though, when we're looking at, there's no doubt that Burrow is going to keep on 
fighting. He's going to keep mm-hmm. on pushing. He's going to keep on. He proved that after way. getting sacked nine times, you, standing you, you, up like it didn't mean anything. You beat me to it. I mean, he, he was pummeled. He was steamrolled. Like yeah. nine times he got sacked. And yet he was still incredibly productive. Like yep. it didn't rattle him. No. I mean, he kind of lives up to that, that mantra of Joe Cool. Like he's unflappable. But Sam, they beat the Tennessee Titans, right? So you went into Tennessee, you you beat up on Ryan Tannehill and, and a Derrick Henry that's not really 100%. You beat Derek Carr in the nice story, Las Vegas Raiders, who shouldn't be there in the first place. Sure. But they were. They, they, they earned their spot in the playoffs, and, you know, Burrow handled business. But Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the AFC Championship game is it a fourth straight season? This is a different animal. And, you know, I don't want to look to the past too much, but we have to have a moment of silence for Buffalo Bills fans who are still devastated from so bad. from a virtually perfect Superman heroic performance that we got from Josh Allen and literally... Patrick Mahomes was his kryptonite yeah. because he was equally perfect and just that much better. Yeah. And even if you count that much as just the where you could place the coin that they flipped for it to land on heads, yeah. like because they won the, head, the coin toss and never saw the football again, Patrick Mahomes feels to me, and we're witnessing it, like the Michael Jordan – of his sport. This dude, it's not like he's been in the league for 10 years and he's everybody's scared of him. He's 25. Yeah. And people can't beat him. 13 seconds left on the clock, Sam. That's how long it takes me to run a 40-yard dash nowadays. That's how long it took them to get in a field goal range in, to save their season. Like... I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I I love Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not trying to, like, you know, crown him anything like the GOAT or anything crazy like that. But it's I, you got to ad, just admire what he accomplished. And really, you have to you also have to tip the hat and give the flowers to Josh Allen. That was an amazing game. Two superhuman performances. Neither one deserved to lose. But I got to keep – I mean, you got to recognize that Patrick Mahomes – keeps finding a way to win in the postseason. He does keep finding a way to win in the postseason. He's he's going to keep going to his magic bag of tricks to get this done. And, you know, I think that's something that they both have in spades when you look at these two quarterbacks, and that's a cool under pressure. And I think that that is what sets these quarterbacks apart, sets Josh Allen apart as well. He, like you said, played damn near perfect game. Damn near perfect. He was. He still he was lost. perfect. The only thing that makes that game not perfect for him is that they lost. That is the that only. He called thing. tails. Yeah, that he called tails. That's the only thing. Like crying out loud. But when you're looking at the two, when you're looking at Burrow, when you're looking at Mahomes, they both have this cool. They both have this what feels like age-old wisdom at their young ages right now that makes it very exciting to think of having these quarterbacks for the next 10 years and we get to be going back and forth on them in these scenarios, which is, this is literally the beginning of what's going to feel like a very long saga of going back and forth with these quarterbacks. And it's, 
awesome to watch them change the game that they're doing with they're both of them have crazy accuracy can make passes that don't make sense that don't make sense in a video game sense of like i don't know who put a cheat code in here and you're able to be completely flat and making a pass and across your body like they're they're doing insane things they're able to scramble they're able to run they're both able to do a lot of brilliant things and it's fun to watch but i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it back couple weeks and just going to bring it back to the game that the Bengals played the Chiefs and beat them 34-31 not too long ago this wasn't like You're a right. week two win you know it we only just saw it a couple weeks ago that this happened and when you look at the firepower that Burrow has right now and his swagger is on another level I think he's just gonna have a slight edge I think I think he's got that you know oh there is no tomorrow for me like I'm okay. laying it all on the table. I'm doing this for the city. I'm doing this for the team. Like we are a new era. You have to face us now. Like you guys have had this for a long time. You've been here. Cool. We're here now. And I think he's going to come with this new level of swagger. That's just going to put on the same level of stats that he did in that game. He had four touchdowns and over 400 passing yards in that game. Mahomes had just 259 passing yards in that game. Two touchdowns. They were able to get in their heads. And I think because they don't, a lot of people don't feel like they belong there just for the namesake. I think they're going to use that to their advantage. And I think they're going to be able to just slightly get under their skin enough to take the lead and hold on to it. Wow. So you're calling an upset. You're calling, calling the, the upset. I'm saying wow. Bengals are going to okay. take this. I think that it's going to happen. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I respect And that. divisionally doesn't make sense that I'm doing this. But I think that we're about to see something pretty crazy this weekend. So, while I respect, what, what's your what's your score prediction? Okay, I mean, I think that this one's definitely Take another have sip to... of the. I mean, you, you must be. You, you did you just? This decide is a tall this? one. This well, is a tall one. No, I know, but I'm saying, did you just decide the Bengals upset in the midst of having a couple sips of the hard kombucha? No, I got, that conf I got that confidence before we started drinking. I knew what I was going to do. Okay. Well, um, well, but when it comes to the final score, I right. think I'm going to go with 41 to 39. I think this Whoa. is going to be a really high scoring affair. I think there's going to be last minute Mahomes tries to bring it back. But I think that, I think that the, the, the Bengals are just going to edge them out. I think they're going to be able to, I think they're going to be able to make the upset and there's going to be a lot of sad people there in Arrowhead. Wow. Okay. So not only one two point victory, but two, two point victories on championship weekend. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So as much as Joe Burrow is a bad man, he really is. And He's I a think bad, bad man. I believe that Joe Burrow and the Bengals are a year ahead of schedule. I think that they have surprised a lot of folks. And yes, Kyle Senra is hitting the nail on the head. Both of Sam's score predictions had a two-point difference. That is correct. I'm, I'm hedging my bets on both really good games. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I want no blowouts this weekend. I just want it to be good games. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, when you look at it from last weekend, we're all four. We're, we're you know, right down to the wire. It's right there. Great weekend of football. Um, this one is the one, unfortunately, that I believe is 
could get out of hand. Okay. Um, while I really believe the Bengals and Joe Burrow have something in there, they are a threat to the Kansas City Chiefs um, and Patrick Mahomes in particular because Joe Burrow ain't scared. He's not scared of anybody. Nope. He And he's already sick of being called an underdog. He's like, I'm sick of hearing this crap. Like, yeah. you know, we're winning football games. Why are we still the underdog? Well, I hate that narrative. Like, he's got the right mindset, and he's yeah. got – he backs it up with his play, and that – combination between him and, and Jamar Chase is a real one. Um, I still believe it's a whole different, but they were down 14 to nothing in that game, Sam. And then there were, like you said, the Chiefs scored 28 points in the first half. They did slow down and the Bengals had some success slowing down Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to discredit them or overlook that. Yeah. But going into Arrowhead and beating Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, there's been one guy that's done it so far, Tom Brady. And even that had to go to overtime. And Brady won the coin flip. And yeah. Mahomes never saw the football. So while I think Joe Burrow is going to show up and he will have his moments, I do think the Chiefs offense, they're on a mission to avenge last year's Super Bowl embarrassment. I have it. Chiefs, 41 to 27. Wow. Okay, so we both have 41, but you are putting quite the deficit on the Bengals. I just don't think the Bengals have it yet. Not there. They're they're one year away. I, I think that I, I think you're gonna have trouble protecting Patrick or uh Joe Burrow. I mean, I mean they had nine, trouble protecting him this past weekend. We saw that. Yeah, but how nine many sacks. points did they score? How many how many points did they score? Yes, but I'm just saying you're going to have to score more than that to beat Patrick Mahomes and Arrowhead. I agree. And I'm, I think that there, I don't see Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times by this defense. I don't think that they have enough gas in the tank to do that every single quarter. I think they can maybe do it the first half, maybe the first quarter, maybe, maybe in the third quarter, they really get in under his skin, but I don't think that that defense can do it every single quarter of this game. No, they won't. And that's why that's why Burrow will put up 27. I just think that what Mahomes are the, is going to sneeze and score a touchdown. I guess. What it, are the Bengals going to do to slow down Mahomes? Try really hard. <laughs> I think that if, if they're going to have any chance, Sam Hubbard and um, Trey Hendrickson are going to have to apply pressure, which is hard enough to do because Mahomes is healthy and is very athletic and extend plays. Um, and then they're going to have to hold up on the back end. I mean, Hilton, Awuzier, um, Von Bell, like we're going to have to, I mean, I love Logan Wilson. I think he's one of the most underrated linebackers in the NFL. Um, very good in coverage. I just going to have to get to my homes. You're going to have to rattle them. Yeah. Um, hard to do at Arrowhead. Definitely going to be hard to do at Arrowhead. I just feel like there's been too many times this season where the Chiefs have, have have fumbled have it's not even fumbled they've just faltered they haven't been like yes are they playing at a crazy good level right now yes but they haven't done it all season there are holes in their armor i feel like the Bengals are gonna be able to find a way to get to those holes and to no it's so bold upset. i love it i i love it it's you're welcome I, look i would love to see joe burrow light up a stoke after knocking off Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead Stadium. I would yeah. I would love that. 
Yeah. I just, I'm picking with my head here, not with my heart. I'm pulling for Burrow, but I think Mahomes is going to take it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a really fun game no matter what. I'm hoping that it ends up being a closer one than what you're saying. 41-27 is very steep. I just want I just want a big game and I want to be able to see Joe Burrow stack up next to Mahomes and I believe that he can and go, you know, down for down and they're just going to be exchanging this back and forth. I mean, if you and I'm, I don't want to look too far ahead, but if Aaron Rodgers does end up in Denver. Can you just look at the quarterbacks that are going to be in the AFC? <laughs> I mean, we're not even talking about the AFC West. We're talking about the AFC in general. Holy yeah. goodness. I mean, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Lamar Jackson, um, Aaron Rodgers. Goodness, goodness yeah. grief. Uh, could no, be fun. That's going to be, that's going to be really, really fun to watch. Herbert, another great young quarterback that I can't wait to see what he does with another year under his belt too. And obviously that entire, the entire AFC is going to be fun to watch. So anyways, love to see what these games are going to be like. You guys have heard our calls in terms of who we think is going to win. Both Tate and I feel like the Rams are going to be able to take it and bring the Super Bowl with them. Just stay home, be able to kick their feet up and just wait for the opposing team to come to them enjoy the Super Bowl at their home stadium. Meanwhile, I think that the Bengals are going to be upsetting the Chiefs and Tate's going with Mahomes and his greatness to go on to another Super Bowl. I know. I, you make me sound so boring and, and <laughs> predictable. It's like, yeah, he's going with Mahomes. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just throw I kinda, a little I, pepper in it. Like, not even cayenne I, pepper. Just throw a little pepper. Throw a little zest. All right. All right. I'll throw a little pepper on it next time. My bad. <laughs> Next year for the, for the next, next one. Year. Yeah. No, when we come back for, for the Super Bowl, I'm sure that whoever we end up getting, there will be some fiery takes no matter what. Maybe we're looking at the Niners against the Chiefs. Maybe we're looking at the Niners against the Bengals or the Rams against the Chiefs. I have no idea which combination we're going to be getting, but I'm excited. I'm just excited to be here and we're all excited to sit down and hopefully get another amazing weekend of football because what we just had was legendary set the ball pretty high it did say that. Set anything less high. than amazing is going to be a disappointment so that will be fun to look forward to <laughs> we'll talk about our disappointment next week on the fantasy debate with sam and Tate. yes thank you guys so much for listening if you haven't already please hit subscribe on the youtube we really appreciate it and be sure to check out all the other content seasonal and dfs tools as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members only discord right here at drro.com. Have a wonderful weekend, guys, and enjoy some football. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you for joining. Till next time, everybody. Later, says Tater. Bye, guys. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drodo.com. And until the next visit, be